fight. So let's let's do it. Great. Thank you, Abel. Uh, Cody, I just wanted to ask you as well. I, I believe this fight is a WBC eliminator. Yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah, you win, you're, you're uh, closer to a title shot. What does that mean to you to have this opportunity? Because I know you took a long road to get where you are now, you know, fighting in Canada and obscurity and everything. Yeah, I've definitely took a, a long journey, but it needed to happen in order for me to be in the position that I am in today. And getting this win on March 25th is going to put me in a position that nobody can take away what I've worked so hard for and earned. And that is a world title opportunity. So after March 25th, um, I'm just going to be seated in my seat, very happy because this has been a decade in the making as a professional. I've, I've waited a very long time for this opportunity, but I'm not looking past March 25th. So Abel, you better, be ready because I am coming to hunt you down and I hope you're doing the same thing. I love to get in there and fight. Uh, so I thank, I thank him. Hats off to him for taking the opportunity for coming into fire because that's exactly what he's stepping into and he knows it. Um, I can see it in the look in his eyes and I'm just ready to fight. I'm excited. This is what I love to do. Um, I'm like a, I'm like a crack addict with fighting. Go <laughs> ahead. Cody, I just want one other question for you. You obviously fought a lot of high-level guys, uh, you know, a very good, you know, quality welterweight here. Do you view him as your toughest? I know Abdul Kakarov was was undefeated when you fought him. Do you view a Abel as your toughest opponent, or how do you look at it? Of course. He's the only man standing in front of me right now. You know, every opponent that I f face and come up against is my toughest opponent. Nobody else exists except the person in front of me. So right now, Abel Ramos is the most deadliest opponent that I have in front of me. So I'm sharp. I'm um, collective. I am very, very eager to take on the obstacle that's in front of me. It doesn't matter if it's an obstacle on its way out the door or a fresh hungry one. I'm going to treat them the exact same way. And I'm pretty sure Abel's going to find out real soon. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks very much, Keith. Our next question is going to come from Jose Romero with the Arizona Republic. Jose, please unmute yourself and you can ask your questions. All right. All right. Hey, Abel, how you doing, man? Good to see you. How you doing, bro? Good. Um, man, you've had some you've had some pretty big fights against a lot of really good fighters. I mean, you've been in this game for a long time. Um, what what makes you what gets you ready for every fight on, and what makes you a difficult fighter to match up against? I think it's just that that fighter inside of me, man, that um, I'm always competitive. I'm always fired up to take on a new challenge. And um, that, yeah, man, that's what's kept me um, motivated throughout this, this year in, in boxing. Um, do, you, do you ever look back at, I mean, at how long you've been in this game, man? I mean, it's like you still look great, great shape and everything. And, and um, it's been a long career. Do you ever just kind of look back on that and say, man, I'm, I've been in this game a long time. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, of course, man. Of course, you know, I, I've seen all the fighters that I've fought, every challenge that I've taken, and um, I take it all in, man, and just, um, it just motivates me more, man, to, to accomplish my dream to be a world champion, and I'm not going to stop until I get it. Okay, last one. A lot of, a lot of uh, fights with AZ guys in it once again, man. I mean, you've been in Vegas with, with a lot of Arizona fighters. This is another chance for, for the state, right? Yeah, of course, man. We're going we're gonna to put Arizona um we're gonna give it honor that night and um yeah man it's gonna be great appreciate it thank you thank you thank you jose 
Our next question is going to come from Felipe Corral. Felipe, please say what outlet you're with, and you can ask your questions. Sí, una, una preguntita en español, Abel. Ayer te visitamos en el campo de entrenamiento. Eh, te, ¿Qué opinas? O sea, tu rival en turno está decidido a, a la guerra y tú tienes el compromiso de venir, de no poder ganar dos de, su, de tus últimas eh, tres peleas. Eh, ¿Ir a la guerra desde un principio, que es lo que está diciendo tu rival, o tomar las cosas con calma considerando los resultados de tus últimos dos combate, tres combates? Pues estamos listos para, para la guerra, si quiere guerra, eso le vamos a dar. Eh, estamos preparados para todo, para lo que se venga, para hacer el, el, el la meta aquí es ganar y a ganar a, a, como, a como sea el lugar. Eh, te intimida porque me parece que es el primero. Felipe, real quick, Abel, are you able to translate what he asked you and then what you said in English for the members of the media that don't speak Spanish, please? Abel, did you hear me? What's that? Are you able to, to please translate what Felipe asked you and then your response also translated into English for the media that don't speak Spanish, please? Yeah, he he asked me that... Um. He asked me to. Wow, I forgot the question. <laughs> I forgot. Que, que, la, que si estabas dispuesto irte a la guerra. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. He asked me that. Um, Cody was saying that he's he's willing to go to war, and um, asked me what my response was to was to that, and I told him that I'm I'm ready for war too, man. I'm ready to to get in there and, and fight and um and get the win at at whatever whatever uh, cost. Great, thank you very much, Felipe. Did you have another question? Yeah, yes, yes. Eh, bien, eh, ¿te intimida así o te cambia el plan después de ver su reacción o después de estudiar a tu rival? Eh, ¿Cambia tu plan de, de pelea o a lo que presente él te vas a ir? No, claro que no me intimida. Es, yo soy un veterano del deporte y he peleado con los mejores. Y lo que, lo que traiga, vamos a, vamos a hacer el ajuste para, para llevarnos a victoria. Gracias. And then are you able to That's do that it. once again? Abel, could you please translate both? Yeah, he said that um, if, I'm, if I'm intimidated about the plan of going in there and fighting, and um, I told him I'm not, man. I'm a veteran of the sport. I fought every fighter, and um, I go in there to win and make the adjustments. Great. Thank you very much. And thank you for those questions, Felipe. Uh, our next question is going to come from Lucas Cattell with Inside the Ropes. Lucas, please unmute yourself, and you can ask your question. Okay, my first question is for Cody. Um, you obviously speak to like you like fighting. Can you speak to like the activity of your division and also how active you'd like to be if everything goes well? Yeah, of course. Um, the more active I am, I, the better I am. Um, the more you fight, the better you are at fighting. I'm not a type of guy that wants to fight once a year. Uh, I'm the type of guy that wants to fight every other month if possible. Um, every quarter should be minimum, um, that we're fighting. So hopefully, um, hopefully things start moving along a little bit more quicker. Um, so we don't have these big delays ever since COVID happened. It's, it's just been a complete shit show, um, fighting once a year. Um, these fighters are busting their butt in the gym every single day. Um, but you know, we, uh, we only get paid when we're under the lights. So I'd like to be paid for the work that I put in. I'd like to be compensated and I would like to 
become one of the greatest in the world. The only way to do that is to do it under the lights. So after this fight, you know, I, I should be fighting again in the summertime for a world title and I should have my first defense by the end of the year. Um, that's minimal. Um, I'm a four times a year fighter, not too many world champions are doing that anymore. So I'm really looking forward to getting in that position, holding a world title and then becoming a household name because I love, I love to, to fight. fight. I, bring I bring the, the fight. fight and you can count on Cody Crowley coming to fight every single quarter. And then for Abel, um, obviously your family member, Jesus Ramos is fighting on the card. Can you speak on fight having family on the card? And also uh, just to consolidate both of my questions, at times you've gotten yourself into firefights that maybe have worked against you. Are you going to be aware of that with Cody um, talking about wanting to bring it and be in your face? Are you going to make any adjustments in this fight possibly uh, to change maybe the past? We're, we're ready to, to do whatever it takes to win, man. That's, that's, our, that's our goal right now. If it's if it's getting into a brawl, then let's brawl. If it's if it's um being more more smart in the ring, that's what I'm gonna do, man. Right now, the priority is to get the win. All right, thanks very much for that, Lucas, uh, and thank you to both Abel and to Cody. Um, with that, I'm gonna turn it back over to Ray Forrest to wrap things up with this pairing before we move on to our next group. All right, quickly, I want to get final thoughts. We'll start off with Abel Ramos as you are just over a month away until you step inside the ring against Cody Crowley live on Showtime pay-per-view, the undercard of David Benavides, Caleb Plant. Yeah, man, I um, just want to give a shout-out to all the fans. Um, everybody who's going to be attending the fight, they're going to get their money's worth, man. This is an exciting fight card. I'm ready to put on a show for everybody. Awesome. Thank you very much, Abel. Cody, your final thoughts as we are just over a month away. You know me, man. I'm always excited. I can't wait to see you again when I'm up on the stage weighing in. Um, then we know it's actually here. Uh, <laughs> I still I still got a month of work to do. There's a lot of work to do. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited. Also, you know, I'm dedicating this fight uh, in my dad's name, my dad's honor. He took his own life um, about six months ago. And uh, this is who I'm fighting for right now. And during this fight, I'm, I'm hosting a, a fundraiser right now for suicide awareness. Um, I partnered up with the WBC outreach program, WBC Cares, and a suicide awareness group, Team 55, in Ontario, Canada. And I'm raising uh, $55,000 in a raffle and sending um, two, two people uh, free plane tickets, free hotel rooms, and two floor, floor tickets to my fight. Um, to watch one of the best cards uh, that PBC is putting on this year. So it's a, it's a hell of a prize. The WBC is donating uh, Roberto Duran signed gloves, uh, Chavez signed gloves, and a couple other prizes. And all this money that gets raised goes to an organization where when someone is having mental health problems, they can go to ask for a therapist. Maybe their insurance doesn't cover it. Team 55 will go and pay for therapy. They'll pay for different healing modalities that can help that person who's suffering um, exert some of that pain that's stuck inside of them and that sadness and that grief. Um, so it's a beautiful thing that we're doing and we are raising awareness. And at the same time, we're giving somebody a beautiful opportunity that they probably uh, never had or might not get to again, which is attend a world-class boxing event in the MGM garden in Las Vegas, Nevada, all paid for. So it's a win-win, and uh, I think my dad would be very proud. 
Can I can I say something? Thank you so uh, much. Yes, sir. I'm 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 definitely uh my next fight, you know, every fight I dedicate my fights to causes and awarenesses. My next fight I'm doing suicide prevention too. Yellow. So uh let me get down with you. Let me uh let me throw in a pair of sign gloves too and, and donate some money to that uh to the thing. I, I appreciate that, brother. Let's um let's connect on Instagram or something. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, let's link that up. Yes, sir. Terrific. Well, Cody, our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your entire family on the passing of your father. But I know you are very much fighting in his memory, a, a wonderful cause. So you heard what Cody said. Uh, make sure to donate if you can to that wonderful cause. Cody and Abel, thank you guys so much. Good luck. We'll see you in about a month's time in Las Vegas. See you guys. See you. I'll see you, you Abel. Right. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Cody Crowley, Abel Ramos, what? And, and that's leading off the pay-per-view. Then we get now to the lightweight division. Two guys who are exciting fighters in their own way, own unique way, stylistically and personally. Want to talk with a man who was born in Los Mochis, Sinaloa, Mexico, now training in the Seattle area alongside David Benavides, who's going to be in the main event against Caleb Plant in the super middleweight division. Trains under the guidance of Jose Benavides Sr., just 22 years of age, had an absolute barn burner in a loss at the hands of Edwin De Los Santos at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles back in September. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome with a record of 12 wins, one loss, eight wins coming by way of knockout, Jose Rayo Valenzuela. Jose, how are you? What's up, man? Um, I'm doing good. You know, I'm very excited um, to come back March 25th on such a big undercard, such a big uh, card itself, you know, against a great fighter like uh, Chris Colbert. Um, I'm extremely ready. I'm prepared. I'm focused and ready to put on the show. Well, we are very much looking forward to that matchup. Let's talk with your opponent on Saturday, March 25th. 16 wins, one loss, six wins coming by way of NACA, proudly representing <coughs> Brooklyn, New York, turned pro back in 2015 as impressive W's over the likes of Jezreel Corrales, Jaime, Jaime Arboleda, Tuxtu Nayamboyar, making his lightweight debut after coming up short in his last matchup at 130 to world champion Hector Luis Garcia back in February of last year. He will be back inside the ring for the first time in over a year. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the ring, making his debut at 135, Chris Primetime Colbert. Chris, we've missed you, man. How's everything? Shit, I miss y'all too, man. I miss the ring, man. I'm, I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to do what I do best and do what I love, and it, which is the sport of boxing. And um, come March 25th, I'm coming to put on a show. Chris, for you... You've been away from the ring for over a year now. Was that done? Now, now was that done based on the fact that you wanted to go ahead and you know, you know, heal up some injuries? I know guys are constantly. I, I don't think a fighter is truly ever healthy when they step into a prize fight. But was that by design? Was it based on the fact that you wanted to go ahead and you know? I know you have a lot of different businesses. Uh, why the year layoff? To be honest, I. I most of the late, year layoff was just to get my mind right, like, because I'm coming off my first loss. I never lost. I haven't lost in over a decade. Like, that's a long time. Like, I'm talking about pro air amateur. I haven't lost in over a decade. So it was just like, damn, like, that shit hard. When you really live for what you do and, like, love what you do, like, that shit is no joke. I'm not one of them. I'm not accustomed to losing. Never And nothing that I did, I, I ever made myself accustomed to losing. If I played for When I played football, if my team was losing too much, I leave the team and go play for another team because I'm not accustomed to losing. 
So me taking that year layoff was just like, damn, I got so much to think about. Like, damn, why the – like, I was just like, how did I even lose to that? Like, not to say he's a bad fighter, but, like, how did I lose him? Like, it's like, I'm him. And then it's, and then I just had to get some things together on, on my side, family-wise and just life-wise. But the year, the, the year layoff was a, a, a gift to me, to be honest, because I, I really needed that. I, I haven't took off a year in a long time. I've been fighting back-to-back-to-back for a while. So that year layoff was good. I feel good. My body feel good. I'm ready to get rocking. You mentioned about your body feeling good. What is it like now fighting at 135? Does that extra five pounds really make a significant difference? Do you feel like you had almost reached your plateau prior to your last fight at 130? Um, 130, I'm going back down to 130. But um, this fight, uh, I just, uh, I've been on for a year. I'm not trying to kill my body off making a 130-pound weight division. Uh, and then I know me coming back at 130, it wasn't gonna give me nobody that's going, that's going, uh, the names that was offered is wasn't some top names that I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, this making the spark, bringing the spark back in me. And when I, I said, if I go up to 135, there's a lot of people that call my name. Uh, or Mario called my name before on TV, so I think I gotta give an early Christmas present to him. And you wanna know it's crazy? I like him too. I, I don't got no problem with him. I never really got problems with fighters, but you know, a lot of fighters don't like me, but. I really like him as a fighter, but I'm coming to I'm coming to I'm coming to win. I'm coming to dominate and and do what I do best. So come March 25th, that's that's what you're gonna see. You definitely gonna see firework because I know he's coming with his best. I know he's coming off of his first loss as well, and I know he's hungry. Um, but I just don't think he's gonna eat enough on uh, March 25th. I ain't giving it. Jose, so Chris took a year off from his last loss. You lost in September. You're running right back against a, a guy that is not necessarily the easiest to deal with in the ring, as Chris has a very unique style and, you know, boxer puncher. Uh, why did you decide to come back and take in? You could have fought a guy of lesser opposition. Instead, you're getting in there against a former world champion in Chris Colbert. And I respect uh, him. Uh, well, you know, he said it was his first loss. Um, it was my first loss, too. But I knew what my mistakes were. You know, I know why, why I took the loss. And, you know, I knew why, how I felt, how, when, uh, how I felt during the fight. So it was just uh, really matter of me getting my shit together, you know, biting down and, and staying focused. And, you know, that's what I did this this training camp. You know, it's been a very serious training camp. Uh, you know, David doesn't like K the plant. Uh, so this, everybody's fully locked in. I'm fully locked in. So just... It's just perfect atmosphere for me uh, to come back. Um, um, so wait, you say you, you say you know you say you know Yamas. You say you know why you lost, so you don't think I know why I lost. Well, I mean, you you took a year to you know to get get right and, and do all that, you know. Yeah, but it's not in this sport. It's not about what you can get hit or well, whatever reason you it's about you being know, a little smarter. Like I got, I had enough time. I got enough time. Like I was supposed to been back. Supposed to fight Frank Martin. We all know this, right? So I was supposed to fight Frank Martin. Frank Martin was doing this Instagram talking thing, and Al gave me one date, but uh, Errol Spence gave him a date. I'm not gonna push my date up for no other fighter because I'm not no opponent. I never been. Yeah. I'm not pushing my date up to another date to fight somebody just because they want to fight. I called you out. You didn't call me out. So if you feel like you're the big dog, which I still know I'm a big dog, I'm not rushing myself to get in shape to fight nobody. It's not happening. Al Hamas gave me a date, and I'm going to stick to my date. Well, whatever right, right reason, now, I'm uh, turn it, 
But, you know, whatever reason uh, he got for coming back, you know, I got my reasons, and I'll be ready March 25th, you know, to put on a hell of a show and get my hand raised. All right, Andrew Roberts, I'm going to turn it over to you. If the media has questions, raise your hand, and then when they call upon you, unmute yourself and ask your questions to both Chris Colbert and also Jose Valenzuela. Andrew? Thanks, Ray. Our first question is going to come from Keith Eidick. Keith, please unmute yourself, and you can ask your question. Uh, thanks, Andrew. My first question is for uh, for Jose. Jose, you mentioned that you know why you lost. Can, can you explain to us what went wrong in the fight, why you think you lost for the first time? I just feel like it was a lot of reasons, but the main reason, I guess I can put it, I was just rushing um, a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Um, not taking my time, not, you know, just going through the days, you know, but now, you know, I'm reflecting every day on everything I'm doing, looking over everything I'm doing and, and just looking at every detail. You know, I was just uh, do, doing things too fast and, you know, it just built up a lot of mistakes and it showed um, my last fight. And you heard him in the fight too. Do you think maybe you got a little too over anxious there after you heard him? Yeah, yeah. You know, that just all comes with the game plan, you know, that I didn't, you know, I wasn't going over probably in my head, you know, last minute opponent. I should have been more, uh, more, you know, focused and, and dedicated on the game plan, but, you know, um, all that, that will be fixed March 25th, and, you know, I will be victorious. One last thing for you, Jose. I know that Chris Colbert is obviously a very difficult opponent, uh, but how much would you want to fight De Los Santos again at some point? Um, I, I got to give my full attention to Chris Colbert. Um, you know, See, he's I respect him. He's I a hell of a say, fighter. Don't look past me. He's a hell of a fighter. You know, I, I, I like his style, too. I've been watching him for a bit, you know, um, and it's going to be a hell of a fight, you know. Um, after I, um, I beat him March 25th, we can talk about the uh, Okay, thank you. Uh, I have a question for Chris. Uh, Chris, obviously, uh, you know, you're very successful at 130. Do, do you feel, though, you beat Jose on March 25th? I know you might feel more comfortable at 130, but might you stay at 135 because there will be opportunities there for you in that weight class? Nah, man, I got to go back down and get my belt, man. I got to get what's mine. It's right from the mine, and that's uh, to beat up on uh, – what's his name again? Hector Luis Garcia. Yeah, Hector Luis Garcia. I got to be up on that guy first, and then I can come up and uh, fight at one thirty-five. Right now, I just, I just, you know what it is. I feel like I have something to prove coming back, making my comeback. I got something to prove, and the only way to do it is to go up at one thirty-five and uh, beat up somebody that's uh, they uh, people got a lot of potential for. Chris, was Which this? I think is a great fighter. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris, he's a he's a big kid and, and a puncher and everything. Was this proposed to you, or was it something that you went and asked for? No, this fight, I, I they propose, I was proposed. I went for the Frank Martin fight, but the Frank Martin fight fell through, didn't fall through. So I said, all right, bring me somebody else that's that that got a big name. Like let's let's get somebody else that got a big name that's gonna come and bring a fight and make the world be like, oh no, nah, this guy Colbert is not he ain't playing. I I don't like swimming with fishes. I like swimming with, swimming with sharks. So that's what I'm coming to do on, on March 25th, swimming sharks and, and try to swim and don't get wet. That's one last thing for you, Chris. You mentioned uh, fighting Hector Luis Garcia again. And, of course, this is a very difficult fight you have coming up next month. But that's something you see later in the year for you, going back down and, and trying to get uh, your – Yeah, but uh, right now my main focus is just on um, Ryu. Uh, I know I got a, a big punch in front of me, but uh, that's like – you know how many uh, roadblocks we done go through in life? I'm pretty sure he went through a lot. I went through a lot. So just being a big punch ain't going to be enough to come beat me. You got to bring your best. 
he be, uh, which I know he's going to do. Thank you, guys. All right, thank, thank you. you, Keith. Our next question is going to come from Marcus Hayes with Fight Hub TV. Marcus, please unmute yourself and you can ask your question. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Marcus yeah, Hayes with good. Fight Hub. What's up, Chris? What's up, Ryo? <laughs> What's up, my uh, Marcus guy? Hayes, I'm going I'm to start off with you first, Chris. Uh, Marcus Hayes with Fight Hub TV here. Uh, Chris, your last fight, we saw you go down for the first time. We never seen you on the canvas. Um, you talked about kind of finding yourself after your loss. What did you find inside of yourself after losing the way that you did? What did, what did you see when you looked deep inside? Uh, you want to know it's crazy? It's not about me finding myself. I already know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I was born to be. I know who I am going to be. And I'm him. Him.com. Ain't no questions about that, who I am. I'm him. Um, but uh, I just know uh, I got a little – I be getting a little beside myself sometimes because uh, at my with my resume, who you know in the game that got a better resume with me 16 fights? I was doing it big. I was making a lot of money. And so I, I just think I got a little caught up with the with the the uh, the lime like of who I became. like. I guess you could say, um, so things just, I just had to uh, settle myself down and sit myself down and tell myself, like, I'm out here, I'm bugging out. Like, I'm I'm walking around like I'm, excuse my language, like uh, I'm a regular guy, but I'm that nigga. And uh, I just got to continue to do what I do to go out there and show it. And um, come March 25th, that's when we're going to start the new chapter. And this question is also for Ryo. Uh, Ryo, um, I want to ask you, Ryo, a lot of fighters, when they take their first loss, uh, especially losing uh, by a KO defeat, um, they cut and run from their coaches. They leave their people behind. They make excuses. They blame people. I spoke with you uh, at the Caleb Plant, uh, David Benavidez presser. You were the polar opposite. Tell me about your relationship with Mr. Benavidez and how he's guided you through the dark spot that you ran into in your career. Um, well, you know, um, senior, he's a very, he's a very, very honest man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very honest myself and, you know, we don't lie to each other. We don't point fingers. You know, I took, you know, I took responsibility, you know, and, and that was that, And it was just time to take responsibility, uh, grow up, be a man and, you know, uh, continue do, doing what I love to do. All right. Great. Thanks very much, Marcus. Our next question is going to come from Jose Romero with Arizona Republic. Jose, please unmute yourself and you can ask your question. Hey, this question is for Jose. Um, just want to ask you, uh, you were talking about uh, kind of maybe feeding off the energy a little bit of, of David Benavidez's um, dislike for, for Caleb Plant. Um, you know, what's that like? What are, uh, what's training like uh, with the family there, the Benavidez family? And, um, you know, are you, are you feeling that? Are you feeling, you know, just how much those two guys want to get after it? Uh, definitely, you know, the energy is very high in the gym, you know, every day since this camp started has been electric. So, you know, I've just been feeding off it, you know, it, uh, it's not no beef with me and Chris Cobra. I like Chris Cobra too, but, you know, this is personal with myself and, you know, I got to do this for me and uh, my family too, you know, uh, a promise I made a long time ago and I'm going to continue to uh, go that route. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much, Jose. Uh, with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Ray, get closing comments from Chris and Jose before we move on to our final pairing. All right. Thank you very much, Andrew. 
And yes, I want to go ahead and start off with Jose Valenzuela. Jose, I know you're very focused. You're locked in for your matchup coming up in just over a month. Training in Seattle alongside David Benavides. You have Jose Benavides Sr., who's going to be very busy that very evening, Saturday, March 25th, on Showtime Pay-Per-View with David Benavides and also yourself. But you know, your final thoughts is you really dive into the heart of training camp here over the next 30 days. I'm just very excited, man. You know, I just want to give thanks to all my fans, to Al Heyman for his opp- opportunity, to Chris Colbert, to Showtime, and uh, want everybody to be ready for a hell of a night of boxing. All right, Chris, as we are just over a month away, you return to the ring. I know you missed the lights. I know you missed the fans. Um, hey, Las Vegas isn't a bad way to come back. No, I, I, no, believe it or not, I really hate Las Vegas. I always hated Las Vegas. I said this before my last fight. I was saying this. For a long time, every time I go to Vegas, is a bad experience. Never went to Vegas, had a good experience. Even when I won in Vegas, I caught the flu before a fight. I got kicked out of a hotel before, like, because I was gambling. My birthday is at 12. It's, uh, it's 11. My birthday is at 12. I was supposed to be, I could gamble in an hour. Like, they would kick me out. Like, it's just always been bad experiences. But I always said to myself, I want to fight at least one time in the MGM Grand. And come March 25th is the day. And they got to stop with this. Oh, because he trained with Benavidez shit. I don't give a fuck who he trained with. Get a man credit. He tra- he's a fighter. He didn't get here because of who, who he trained with. He got here because of himself. Because he worked hard and he beat who he beat. So I don't, me personally, I don't give a fuck who you train with. You can train with Mike Tyson. Like that's still gonna be the same outcome. We're gonna go in there and fight. Benavidez can't fight for him. His pops can't fight for him. And I like all of them, but they can't fight for him. He gotta go in there and fight himself against a bad, dangerous. Young man, and that's myself. Like, so March 25th, they better just be prepared. I, I don't care what he coming with. If he come in a bang, he come in a box, whatever he coming with, I'm ready. Y'all know how I do. I'm ready. All right, Chris, Jose, greatly appreciate it. Good luck, guys. We'll see you during fight week in Las Vegas. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right. Well, I got to say that I myself, I've always had great experiences in Las Vegas. I love the MGM Grand Garden Arena. It's one of my favorite venues on the planet for boxing and Chris Colbert and Jose Valenzuela are going to put on a show. Speaking of putting on a show, our co-main event, very rarely do you see these kind of fights. And I, I'm really of the belief that we're going to start to see these kind of fights more. What am I talking about? I'm talking about two guys in their early 20s who have undefeated records, who are putting it all on the line in a very much a significant fight in the super welterweight division. I'm going to start off with a young man who has a record of 16 wins, no losses, 10 wins coming by way of not uh, 22 years of age from Linden, Michigan has really been on a roll since turning pro back in February of 2018. Most recently got his biggest win to date, a very convincing decision victory over the previously undefeated Kevin Salgado. I want to welcome, I've known him for a long time, him and his entire team and his family, uh, really just an upstanding person and also a terrific fighter. Please welcome Joey Spencer. Joey, how are you? Doing good. Glad to be here. Um, good to see you. And I'm, I'm excited to, to talk. I'm excited to fight March 25th. Joey, your last fight was the biggest test of your career, but now here you go again, making another step up in competition. What is your philosophy and your thought process as you're over a month away from your second massive fight? I'm just, um, I'm just enjoying every minute of this process. You know, I'm 
what excites me about this fight is that people are excited about it. And growing up being a boxing fan since I was, you know, eight years old and watching fights with my dad. And I remember, you know, when I was growing up, it was like um, the young guys were like the Andre Berto and, you know, uh, Victor Ortiz and, and different guys like that, that to me, I looked up to, but they were just young guys who were still proving themselves. And those fights in their career were significant when they start fighting those big fights for the first time. And I just remember watching those fights. And so it excites me to be a part of, you know, maybe the first fight in our careers that are going to have significant meaning going forward for the rest of our careers. And people are excited about it. I love the sport of boxing. So it makes me happy that, you know, we're putting on a fight that people are looking forward to a part of a card that people are looking forward to so much. So it's really just a dream come true. Um, something that we've worked for for a long time. I'm sure Jesus can, um, you know, agree that, you know, fighting in the MGM Grand as a co-main event is a real honor. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm enjoying the process. All right, let's meet the opponent that you're going to be standing across the ring from on Saturday, March 25th on Showtime Pay-Per-View, an event promoted by Premier Boxing Champions or presented by Premier Boxing Champions, promoted by TGB Promotions and Samson Boxing. 19 wins, no losses, 15 wins coming by way of knockout. It's crazy to think that I've known this young man for many years and he's only 21 years of age. He happens to be the nephew of Abel Ramos, who will be taking on Cody Crowley. He stopped six of his last nine opponents, most recently dominated Luke Santa Maria in May of last year via unanimous decision. Please welcome the always entertaining Jesus Mono Ramos. Jesus, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, man? Um, you know, well, we're, we're wonderful. Really pumped to see you back inside the ring against Joey Spencer. Thank you, man. Yeah, you know, me too. You know, I'm excited to be to be here. You know, um, it's going to be a great card. Like Joey Spencer said, uh, it's a huge night. Um, and it's, it's a dream come true to fight at the MGM. And, um, you know, as a co-main event now, that it's huge. Um, I'm preparing myself uh, to be the best that night, as, as I'm sure uh, Joey is as well. So uh, hopefully it, it's a good show for you guys. And like he said, um, this fight's going to, um, I think it's going to leave a mark in both of our careers. You know, when people talk about us, they're going to come back and remember this fight, and that's huge. And, um, you know, um, I want to thank him for taking this fight. You know, this is not something, like you said, that many, many guys our age are doing, you know, taking these type of challenges. So, um, yeah, man, you know, I'm excited about this. Well, I want to commend you both for taking this fight because both of you guys, because you are so young, could have avoided an opponent like this. But instead, I felt like neither one of you guys shied away from it. I think both of you guys said, yeah, we absolutely wanted. Joey, I'll start with you. Is that what's going through your mind when you got the call about this fight? Yeah, actually, it went the other way. I actually asked for this fight particularly. And I want to say the same thing to Jesus about just the fact that people don't you don't see these fights in boxing often for a reason. There's a specific reason for that. And a lot of times people hide behind promoters and say, you know what, that's not what my promoter wants and this and that. But, you know, this fight is proof that if two guys want to get in at any stage in their career, even if it doesn't necessarily make, you know, uh, follow the, the specific script that boxing usually follows, you can make a fight that's outside of the box that people don't usually see. And, um, so I was, I love this fight. This is the fight that I wanted because he's high in the rankings and he's got, he's had great performances and people, you know, really admire his boxing and, and what he's done so far. We're both young. And I just, I think it's a, a hot fight for the division and it, 
it's just it's really just gonna it's a, it's a perfect fight to see who's ready to go to that next level and that's the type of fight that I want um so yeah props to Jesus and we're gonna make a great fight and people are, I think we're gonna steal the show I mean Caleb and Benavides is gonna be a great fight but I think that this fight is going to be right up there, you know, as one of the showstoppers on March 25th. Hey, Seuss, one more question for you, then I'll turn it over to the media for questions. But the fact that Joey said he called you out, he wanted this fight. When they approached you, the, you know, the Premier Boxing Champions press about, hey, Joey Spencer wants this fight to take, you know, to go up against you. Um, what was your response? Did it surprise you? Uh, were you more excited? I mean, what was, you know, in the mind of Jesus Ramos at that moment when they gave you the call and said, hey, you know, there's a possible fight out there with Joey Spencer. He wants it. Do you want it? Yeah, you know, um, it was uh, it was surprising because the fact that, you know, he's how he said that uh, prospect nowadays, you know, they don't look for fights like these. They they they, they go the other way, the other routes and uh, they look for, um, you know, different fights and not, not between two undefeated fighters. So I was surprised, but at the same time excited because I knew uh, I knew what kind of what kind of fight this would be. And, um, you know, I was just excited about the possibilities, man. You know, I knew that me fighting fighting him was going to be big. And uh, it is big, you know, co-main event at the MGM on a huge card. So, you know, that's exactly what I what I imagined, you know, something like something as big as this. And, um, yeah, man, it was it was it was great news. It was something huge. And uh, we've been preparing ever since, ever since we got those news. Outstanding. Now I'm going to turn it over to Andrew Roberts. If you have questions from the medium, um, make sure to go ahead and raise your hand. And then when Andrew calls upon you, unmute yourself, mention your affiliate, and then also ask your question to both Jesus Ramos and Joey Spencer. Andrew? Thanks, Ray. Our first questions will come from Keith Eidek with Boxing Scene. Keith, please unmute yourself and you can ask your question. Thanks, Andrew. My first question is for Joey. Uh, Joey, congratulations on your last win. I know it was a big one for you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, what do you think you showed people in that fight? Because you won that fight very decisively. He was an undefeated fighter uh, going in. So what do you think you showed people? I think I showed people um, a little bit. I think I showed people a little bit. I think I've got a lot more to show. And that was just a, a small piece of it. Every fight you gain more and more experience. So I was happy with with the rounds. I was happy with um, the performance but at the time. But at the same time, there's been a lot added to um, my game. Uh, since then and, and a lot that I saw in that fight I'm like okay I, I need to show more and that's that's uh, what we focused on and what I focused on in, in this training camp so I was I was happy with it um, from the standpoint it's always good to go out there and get a dominant win but there was there I just I'm, a, I'm my own worst critic too so there's more that I could do so um, I'd say I was happy and unhappy but it was uh it was still good to go out there and get the win. Joey, that, that was obviously a step up in opposition for you. This is as well, I, I would assume you feel that way. How much of a step up do you feel this is against Jesus, who's a highly regarded fighter? Yeah, I think it's the right step up. I think it's definitely a step up, but I think it's the right step up. And, um, you know, um, I'm just I'm just happy with it. I mean, not to repeat ourselves over and over again, but, you know, most of the time a step up for a, for a guy like me or Jesus would be to fight somebody that maybe is over the hill and maybe is, you know, pretty much done with their career, but has a big name. And you see that happen a lot. And, you know, that's, that's usually the the normal way you go about it. But this time, you know, I'm taking a step up against a guy who's fresh, young, hungry, and, you know, it, that's just a very motivating situation for me. Um, it gets me excited. It makes me, it fuels the fire that, 
that I have inside me, um, almost too much to contain. So um, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's definitely a step up and I think it's the right one. Thank you, Joey. And Jesus, what did you think of Joey's performance against uh, Kevin Salgado and how he looked in that fight? It looked good, man. It was a good performance. Um, it looked good. I saw some things that he was doing good. And um, yeah, you know, and I don't expect him to be the same fighter because, you know, I myself have stepped up like that. And uh, like he said, you know, you go back and then you watch and you make a lot of improvements. So I don't expect him to be the same the same fighter that he was that night. But um, like I said, he still, he made, uh, he, he did a lot of good things in there. And um, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're ready for him. I just have uh, one other question for you. I know you avenged your uncle's uh, loss in, in your last fight, but uh, your uncle's obviously got a tough fight on the undercard as well. Can you tell me about his fight against Cody Crowley and what you're looking to see from that? Yeah, I think he's going to be a, a, a good fight. Um, you know, we've been, we've been studying Joey Spencer. We've been studying Cody Crowley as well. You know, um, I like to watch uh, his opponents as well. Um, and we've seen a lot of mistakes that Cody Crowley makes in there that I, I feel like my uncle can capitalize on. And, um, yeah, I feel like my uncle has a lot of experience, a lot more than Cody Crowley's, and but I think it's going to be an entertaining fight. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks, Keith. Our next question is going to come from Daniel Gagwin with La Casaca Boxing Club. Daniel, please unmute yourself and you can ask your question. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Daniel from Argentina. I want to ask um, – I want to ask uh, Joy – Joy – uh, my question is: um, In this fight, by this fight, uh, have you changed anything in your in your preparation in your train? Um, we always, you know, um, train extremely hard and you know push myself to the absolute limit. But so I wouldn't say that I've necessarily changed anything because I always give one hundred and ten percent. But what I will say is every fight, you know. I don't take time off because I believe that the in between the fights is when you come to a new level um, physically and mentally. So, so I'm at a new level now because that's what we do. Every time we get done with the fight, we get right back in the gym and we continue to work. And um, I always put 100% mentally and physically inside the ring and outside the ring. Um, I spend as much time thinking about the fight as I do training for the fight uh, and, and visualizing fights. So I've done everything. No stone is unturned and I'm, I'm definitely, uh, we've got another month. So we've got to keep, keep burning for another, another month about. And, um, so that's where we finish, finish the job. All right. Thanks very much, Daniel. Our next question is going to come from Marcus Hayes with fight Hub TV. Marcus, please unmute yourself and you can ask your question. Good afternoon, gentlemen, Joey. Hey, Seuss, how you both doing? Good. good, man, doing good. I'm going to start off with Jesus. Uh, Jesus, I asked this to Joey Spencer a couple of days ago. Um, we spoke about father-son duos, and he talked about how this fight was ju wasn't just for him, that this fight was for his dad and all the work that his dad has put in up to this point. Uh, I know you. I know your dad also. Uh, talk to us about the sacrifices that you've known that your father's made and how you want to make him proud on the 25th. Yeah, man, you know, he's made a lot of sacrifices. Um, and I'm very proud of him as well, you know, for, for everything that, that all, everything he sacrificed for us to, to be here, you know, um, we're at a point where he, he had to work and still come train us, 
you know, and that that was the only way that the the gym would would be afloat. You know, if he was working, now you know, you know, thank thank God we're we're in a better position where he doesn't have to work. He's fully dedicated to this to what he loves. So I'm I'm extremely proud of that. And um, you know, this this fight is what we dreamed of. You know, these are these are the fights that we talked about. Um, even just fighting on Showtime is huge now. Now at the MGM and as a co-main event, that's something big and. Um, you know that I'm I'm proud of ourselves for for where we're at right now, and we still got a lot more work to do. Getting a chance to fight a guy like Joey Spencer on this type of a stage, we've heard you both say it before that guys don't really take this type of fight. What does this say about the young generation of fighters that are upcoming, the 21, 22, 23 year olds uh, that are starting to make their names known in boxing? I mean, we're we're all hungry. I feel like this new generation. Um, we all want to fight each other. You know, I feel like, you know, we saw it in, in the Frank Martin fight versus Macho Rivera. You know, we're all we're all fighting each other. We're all putting it on the line, and uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna bring boxing um, a lot of a lot of great fights, a lot of entertaining nights as well. Definitely. Well, thank you both guys, and I uh, hope hope you guys do well on twenty fifth. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Marcus. Our last question is going to come from Lucas Cattell with Inside the Ropes. Lucas, please unmute yourself and you can ask your question. Okay, real quick question for both of you guys. Um, what does a win do for your legacy and kind of your where you see yourself in the sport from this fight? Joey, if you yeah. want to. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, kind of – off the bat, I think that this is the start, you know, I think that this is one of those fights. I think this is the first fight that people are going to really go back. I feel like we're both going to have long careers and I feel like people are going to go back and watch this fight, you know, as long as we fight and they'll say, Oh, you know, Joey Spencer versus Jesus Ramos and people watch this fight for a long time. So that's a, that's a big, big deal for me. And I, that's kind of what I, what I want to do. Like I want this fight to make a statement in the sport um, that, that does just that, that people care to go back and watch. It's, I feel like that'd be a cool thing um, on a card like this for people to just really remember it. Um, no matter, you know, I'm, I'm 22, he's 21 and just kind of to be our first, our coming out party where we fought, you know, um, guys that maybe, you know, are future world champions, maybe we're world champ and people are going back and watching Joey Spencer and Jesus Ramos. So, and um, we're young enough to where, who knows, this might be more than, there might be more than one fight going down, down the line between me and him. So, um, I think that it's the start. I think it's the start of everything. I feel the same way. You know, I feel like, um, like you know, who knows what happens March twenty fifth. You know, this could be the start of a of a of a rivalry like like Marquez versus Pacquiao. You know, it's something big, and um, it's it's gonna be entertaining. You know, um, it's gonna be entertaining. It's gonna do a lot for our careers. I feel like this, like like he said, um, this only catapults us to the next step. You know, where. After this, the the bigger fights start coming. You know, we're more recognized at 154, and that's what we're both looking for. You know, we're looking for um, to be a world champion. You know, that that's that's the main goal. And um, I think this fight um, puts us in in a, in a in a really good position to do so. All right, great. Thank you to both Joey and Jesus for your time today, and to all the media that joined us. With that, I'll turn it back over to Ray to wrap things up for us. All right. Thank you very much, Andrew. And and I think it's fair to say that, you know, we are 
going to be in Las Vegas, a gambling city, and both Jesus and Joey are going to be gambling and rolling the dice on their perfect records on Saturday, March 25th, in the co-main event of David Benavides, Kayla Plant. Before we get ready to let you guys go, Joey, final thoughts as you prepare for your showdown against Jesus Ramos. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm just, I don't see any way this could not be an entertaining fight. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to go to the end of myself to get this win. And, um, you know, I'm willing to to die in there to to get this done for, for my family. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So I'm sure he feels the same way. There's no way this isn't an entertaining fight. So everybody just tune in. Um, obviously, the main event is going to be incredible. And this is this is going to be no different. So, um, you know, I've got one more month to, to kill myself in the gym. And before we come in there and, and we go to battle. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I'll see you guys there. All right, Joey, thank you so much. Hey, Sue's final thoughts as we are just over a month away until you square off against Joey Spencer. It's going to be an exciting fight, man. I think um, we're going to start um, a new wave, you know, where prospects are going to want to fight each other. This is uh, it's, it's going to motivate um, younger fighters to fight each other. And like he said, I don't, I don't see this fight not being entertaining. Um, we're going to go at it. You know, I don't want to lose my, my undefeated record and I'm sure he doesn't either. So I'm going to do everything to defend that. You know, I'm going to do everything to defend, you know, everything that I worked for. I've, I've, I've worked hard and I've done, I've done a lot to get here and, um, I'm not, I'm not ready to lose none of that. You know, um, on the other hand, I, I want to keep going. I want to keep going forward. I want to, I want to be a world champion and, uh, that's an arm's reach is, is if, if I get a win, if I get a win over Joe Spencer and, and that's the plan. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Greatly appreciate it. Good luck. We'll see you in Las Vegas. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That'll do it for our pay-per-view undercard. David Benavides, Caleb Plant. The undercard is absolutely sick. You're not going to want to miss this. We hope you will join us in Las Vegas the week of March 25th, Saturday night on Showtime Pay-Per-View, presented by Premier Boxing Champions, promoted by TGB Promotions and Samson Boxing. Tickets are going quickly. AXS.com is where you get them, or you can sit in the comfort of your own home and watch on Showtime Pay-Per-View, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific time, Saturday, March 25th. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, and we'll see you during Fight Week in Las Vegas. Take care.